You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So check out the site for my latest articles. You can also catch up through Facebook, Vinny Iron, Twitter, Vinny Iron, on old shows you have missed. I've been uh, doing this for a long time and looking forward to see that the calendars hit August here for fantasy football we know that's when the rankings and the preseason games and the mock drafts all ramp up here and uh, we're in the middle of guiding you through that right now in terms of draft strategy what you need to look at and done many many years of drafts trying to figure out the best strategy the bottom line there isn't one particular one we said in our discussion of round one strategies to be true to your board be prepared don't panic and uh, always be able to adjust quickly on the fly, and uh, being prepared allows you to do that. And the theme of this year, we know, is running back heavy. We're pretty much going to see a big chunk, anywhere from uh, 8 to 10 running backs come off the board in the first round. So now, based on that and how we're feeling about 2018, the very first pick, and no matter where you're picking, whether it's that first spot or 12 to 14, the bottom with the turn at uh, the second round, depending on your size of your league, we're going to look at the rounds two and three and see where you want to look at now and apply everything we've learned from past years and knowing what this year's ranking is as well. So we'll do that first. We'll get into round two, which is a good basis to play off what you did in round one and then later in the show. We'll talk about round three, which is going to really depend a little bit on what you did with the first two picks, but still some things you need to consider there. So let's dive right in. We kind of left off kind of in that range of a Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen there. If you're making a turn there at 12, 13 or 14, 15, you're looking for probably a running back wide receiver combo this particular year. I think that makes a lot of sense. You want to get shut down at both positions here because there's also some sleepers where you can fill in the gaps later. But it's all looking like in terms of the putting the puzzle picture together to get the running back wide receiver combo there early. But again, something you don't lock into if you're picking later in the second round, if you picked earlier in the first round. So when you look at that, uh, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, if you get past them, Devonta Adams is strongly in the mix for me. I, I think there's a bit of a tear drop-off when you get to Adams and A.J. Green overall, and then you're trying to figure out the rest here. So in terms of what you could do next at running back, Devonta Freeman is a very good target for the Falcons. Uh, Jordan Howard as well for the Bears. They're going to be heavily involved in their offense, as we know. They have the history of doing so. Howard might see a little bit more work in the passing game than normal, although he's not great in that area. So you'll have Tarek Cohen, while Freeman pretty much is going to cede a few touches to Tevin Coleman there. So 
the question when you get, I think you go Adams over Green if you're looking at wide receiver. And there's a case where Adams, because of the touchdown upside, you might look at over Thomas and Allen there as well. But that's how you kind of break it down. So kind of in that 12 to 15 to 16 range, I think you're looking for mainly wide receivers. And that would make sense because if you balance out what you take early in the draft, the first four picks, we said, pretty much locked into running back. So if you look at it that way, and it comes back to you here later that uh, you might look more at wide receivers. So I think early those running back is going to dictate a lot of wide receivers going here in round two and having the early strong consideration. But Freeman and Howard, they balance if you get uh, Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins. That's who you can look at there instead to kind of balance your team out. It gives you a little bit of better indication because Mike Evans is right there in the rankings in the 20s. I think with Mike Evans, you have to feel really comfortable with your running back there where you can take a chance on Evans because Evans, a little bit disappointing, he's a little bit of a drop of a tear there to me because, first of all, the quarterback situation, the production wasn't there last year. He's got the big deal. Let's hope it's there, but... I think this is where you can also start to consider Rob Gronkowski. So you have Freeman and Howard there as the running backs that definitely should go in that uh, second round spot. But Gronkowski, do you take a Gronkowski over a Mike Evans, who has been a little disappointing? In that same range, you have Doug Baldwin and T.Y. Hilton. Right now we're seeing Baldwin's uh, draft status fall pretty rapidly here. Well... Evans has dropped a little bit as well, partly because of the Winston suspension there where uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting the early season. So when, when you look at this group here, it really is going to be dictated by what you got in the first round for the most part. Again, you have to go for that complimentary situation. I think I could definitely see if you get around to running back and you want to go for upside, the key is here not to reach. So if you can... Go for Gronkowski over Mike Evans. I would certainly do that. And you have to feel really good about your uh, number one pick. And y you might feel a little bit more inclined to uh, go in a different direction if you have Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, that you've gotten that extra bump there from uh, getting a really high-end player who can also help you in the passing game. So you can do a little bit more luxury there, I think, if that's the case. And I think going for a guy like Gronkowski... Or if you really want to stack up and go nuts, Jarek McKinnon at running back is someone that you can also consider on the rise very quickly. He's now going 23 in drafts, ranked 23rd as well. So San Francisco, McKinnon's going to have the role that Freeman had. And you can also say that McKinnon and Freeman is pretty close and McKinnon and Howard. So again, you're willing to take a few more chances. I think you'd be aggressive. If you particularly like a guy, I don't think it's crazy to go to McKinnon over... Howard and Freeman either, and Gronk over Evans. I don't think that's necessarily luxury. I think that's the way Gronk fits in, and I, I think this is where it comes down to the other wide receiver value. So I think it's extremely hard when you're thinking about the second round to say that I'm going to go wide receiver again if I got a wide receiver in the first round. So I, I think if you get Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, again, keep in mind you have a bump at that position. So you can go take a little chance, go for upside, whether it's Gronk or McKinnon. Someone 
and another position that can give you some pop. So that's what the top six pick. I know people say the draft order is not important in terms of uh, you can win from any position, and that's true, but it does dictate your roster makeup and what you have to consider. And if you're a little bit stronger at a position and you're going to get more than the average points at that position, like wide receiver run or RB1, and you really have a bit of a cushion, then that gives you a chance to go for the upside where you can double down on that cushion a little bit and not play it as safe, knowing that you have a built-in uh, jump there in the normal points out of the, the top RB or wide receiver. So when you get to the end of this round there, the wide receiver, again, reaching seems a little tough here. Doug Baldwin and T.Y. Hilton are on the way down as well, while uh, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, these guys are on the move as well. So a lot of wide receivers to consider, and th this kind of plays well with taking those running backs early uh, there. And uh, I, I think the key, because the tier kind of drops off at number 30, is uh, I think you want to have your top three picks in that top 30 as much as possible. There is an advantage. You are going to get a slightly better talent overall there if, if you can make that happen. So you weigh all that down and... Uh, Again, you're building a portfolio, and I think you want to go with upside as much as possible here and be more risky if you know you have that solid pick. You've got a little bit of a volatility guy that you like there in the first round, say uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because of the injury, or uh, you got someone like uh, Michael Thomas, whose variable is the touchdowns and how he does and or Dalvin Cook with his injury you want to make sure that you have a safe option so you're willing to take more chances if you have safe stud in the first round that's for sure over here and when you look at the here Joe Mixon and Christian McCaffrey are interesting options there potentially at the end of the second round Mixon and McCaffrey where would you go there McCaffrey is being bulked up a little bit and looked at more as a running back inside, but C.J. Anderson is still there. Joe Mixon is the uh, question mark, but Mixon is definitely building some steam here. McCaffrey is going way high in the 18 range. Well, Mixon's probably 25, 26, 24, so borderline there in terms of the second round, but I could see uh, him being a lot more appealing than Doug Baldwin or T.Y. Hilton, who have different issues. Baldwin, the offense doesn't have as much. He's getting a little older. T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck's back, but they're gonna, they have some extra tight ends and can spread the ball around more intermediate routes for Frank Reich. So all things to consider there in the second round. A lot of things you want to weigh and uh, go from there. Now it's exciting to talk about these players because they're going to be action in NFL games pretty soon. So the Hall of Fame game there between the Bears and the Ravens is kicking off on Thursday, and that means the start of the NFL regular season is around the corner. This season, don't sit around watching your team from home when you can be at any stadium in the NFL, in the crowd, cheering in person, thanks to Vivid Seats. And Vivid Seats is offering a special deal for locked-on fantasy football listeners. You can get 10% off your first ticket order when you use the promo code exclusively locked on. One word that's locked on there. New customers only. The offer is good through the end of August. Preseason, regular season, 
Tickets are available now. We're kicking off, and you got to keep track of your fantasy team wherever you live and check out the local team. And uh, you got to get involved right away. Preseason, regular season, you want to sit comfortably and know that everything is guaranteed and good to be great there with your experience. And Vivid Seats offers us that. Again, go to vividseats.com. Or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10% off your first order. And a reminder that's good through the end of August. And uh, Vivid Seats is the best way to get to any game or entertainment event. Now let's continue looking at uh, the draft round strategies. We talked about round one in our previous show, we talked about round two before. And now we're looking at round three. And round three, it changes a little bit because there are some uh, tough questions there. Do you reach for a quarterback? I think that's the number one question. I think people are looking at Aaron Rodgers. He's going at 27 in a lot of uh, drafts here. He's by far still separating between everyone else, even though Russell Wilson had a big year and a healthy year. Tom Brady, he's still well separated and the only quarterback that is getting some merit or consideration here in this particular round. And uh, you look at Aaron Rodgers, I think he's still a bit of a reach here. I think I'm going to still stockpile the core of my team. Again, unless you're getting Gronkowski, you want to end up here with some combination of two wide receivers and a running back or uh, two running backs and a wide receiver. I think the script is pretty clear there. And you're, you're reaching a bit for Rodgers coming back from the collarbone injury I think you have to start thinking of a quarterback after you've filled uh, three core positions there so you're looking at more fourth or fifth round and we'll talk about that and the quarterback strategies on our next show so I think that's the first thing you have to take out of your mind here what do you look at in the third round I think if you've got again the luxury of having one of those elite players at the other position and we're talking about again the really top tier, and that really, if you look at the top six or so picks, then, again, it allows you to be a little bit more flexible, takes more chances here. Now, the one guy that's really climbing up here is Darius Darius Geis of the Redskins, and you look at the rookie separation, it's not as big with Saquon Barkley as we've seen before. We know that uh, Geis is going to be there not getting the third down roll with Chris Thompson there, and that's the biggest difference between Barkley and Geis, but you're going for upside here as well. you got Alex Collins, a guy I really like because of the situation behind him is a bit cloudy with Buck Allen, Ken Dixon, LaShawn McCoy, I think you have to start dropping off your board a little bit. He's still bouncing back up now that we haven't heard any discipline, but he is older. I think Geis, if you're going to go Geis or McCoy as your second running back, I think Geis has a better appeal there for sure as the younger back. And Collins was a scoring machine as well. So those are some questions you're going to have there. At wide receiver, Tyreek Hill is pretty solid here. There, if you can get him at the top of the third round, I think he's a bit of a steal there. But that's kind of where he's ranked and going in a lot of drafts right now at number 29 there. So if you look at weighing him versus uh, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, I think because Diggs and Thielen are on the same team, you go with uh, Tyreek Hill. And then the other question is Travis Kelsey. Does he fit here? And I think he's more third round to me. I think a lot of people 
have him in the second round, but he doesn't score enough for me, and it's a different type of offense with Patrick Mahomes in there. So I think that's a bit too early there for strategy. I think Gronk is the only running back I would consider in the first three rounds, and I think both uh, Kelsey and Zach Ertz may be more tabled for the fourth round. So Gronk, running backs, and wide receivers, pretty much it. That's what you look at. Amari Cooper... Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, Larry Fitzgerald. This group of uh, wide receivers has been in the next mix there. Because then if you go there, you have a drop-off to Demarius Thomas. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that you can start bumping up. Josh Gordon, people are careful with. But you start to have a bit of a drop-off here, and th- those true number ones not being there. I think Cooper's in for a rebound season. I think the draft position reflects that. He's at 36 on the board, so right there in the cusp of the third round. While Allen Robinson looks healthy and has got some upside, he's going a little bit lower at 46, and Alshon Jeffrey, with the injury early to start camp, is at 37 in the rankings, but 51 overall, so I think when you look at these guys, I think Cooper's in for a rebound, but I really like Robinson in that situation with Mitchell Trubisky. Larry Fitzgerald, you're going to have to fade a little bit from this uh, consideration there at the end of the third round. There's just too much concern about the quarterbacks and how things are changing. We I mean, know that quarterback situations when they're cloudy in Arizona can lead to a uh, bit of a mess for Fitzgerald and his production. So I don't think you can reach too more for running backs because you start to have some question marks about role. Kenny Drake, J.J., Derrick Henry, they're all in situations where they're going to split. Rashad Penny is headed downward, too, with uh, Chris Carson seeing more of a mix. So so when you look at the cutoff, this is, again, why the running backs are so high. I think there's a drop-off there. When you get past Collins and McCoy, you're definitely a little bit worried about the running backs there just for uh, the sake of where we're looking at early. You have to get that guy early. This confirms it there when you look in the back end. So sometimes the first round pick, it's just not about uh, where you're looking there right away, but rather down the line as well. So you kind of have to keep an eye. You have to kind of highlight your picks through the first four rounds there. Uh, But definitely highlight, know where you're picking one, two, three. Know the types of players you're going to get and kind of formulate the kind of base for your team early. And that Again, a lot of championships are won and lost by everything that comes after the first three rounds and then with waiver wire and free agency, but there are uh, some things that can definitely factor into uh, throwing a little bit of a curveball, so you always want to be ready for that. Again, be prepared is the theme of the first round, but it carries over into the second and third round because things are going to go faster early. might take a little extra time. When the options are more limited, they don't appeal to you as much. But here you pretty much want to be ready and know exactly what kind of player you're going to get. And a lot of good ways to do that are to be mock drafting as much as possible, know your position, and try to get a little bit of advance notice on where you're picking so you're kind of comfortable and kind of know over and over what kind of player you're going to end up with and which player you're going to get the most. So nothing is a surprise to you on game day in terms of draft day in terms of who's available and uh, where at any point in time. Now, who is 
lighting up camp across the league? Well, the best way to figure that out is by listening to the daily, weekly podcasts on the Locked On NFL Network. We're at training camp all over, covering, getting the word out, talking to players, talking to coaches, figuring out how good your team is going to be in 2018 for reality purposes and as well crossing over to fantasy as well. So we'll do that soon. We'll have some crossover action here where we'll join other podcasts, really get you going and uh, know what teams are the ones to look at most in fantasy football and what guys can uh, be excited about uh, with their new teams for real this season. So when you consider the round two and round three strategies in fantasy football, it's very much similar to round one, but you have to know where you're at. And here's an advanced piece of strategy that I will leave you with is kind of pencil down how many points per game you're getting from your main guy. You can even go to last year's stats. If very similar situation, you can almost project what you're going to get from this year's stats. I think it's a little easier with guys like Elliott and Gurley where it's right there, Antonio Brown and Hopkins. So you know where you're at. You kind of try to figure out a formula where I think you're looking for 12 or 13 points from that first pick there per game average. So if you can boost past that and push somewhere to 15 or 16 points, you have a little bit of a cushion there where you can use that where you need to get by with a lesser RB or lesser wide receiver. So that's something you definitely want to do is like kind of figure out your points per game and see where you're at, and uh, and you'll realize then why you want to pass on quarterbacks in this particular set of rounds in your drafts because they're not as uh, much separation as you think. Well, there's some clear separation as the well starts to dry there. So this is the foundation of your team. You want as much upside as possible, guys that are undervalued, or you shouldn't also be afraid – to reach for guys you want that don't line up with the rankings and uh, you think is better than what other people are thinking, there's nothing wrong with that either. So you want to be bold a little bit. You want to take at least one aggressive chance with a young player or a veteran in use situation with these first three picks. Don't just go for guys you know and you're sure about. You want a little bit of uh, risk-taking. And I'm not saying go out there and get a guy that's uh, coming off a torn ACL that uh, didn't do too much last year and you're projecting a big jump I'm saying uh, just mix it in with youth that has upside that can really outscore their production as well as some solid assets it's just like building a stock portfolio early you want that one awesome blue chip and you want two guys with the potential to be blue chip and sometimes if you play it safe there too safe then you're going to end up with a pretty limited uh, ceiling and what you can get and you want to go for ceiling early because if you get two guys after your first round pick that can play like first round picks you're in business because then you can really set up your roster nicely the rest of the way so you have to weigh what your value is early it's your foundation if you can uh, stick and get a good uh, third or more of your points needed per week on average from these guys then you're sitting pretty in your draft so another thing to watch out for is roles changing in the preseason uh, 
There's a lot of battles going on and running back, especially looking for touches, some health issues as well. So you want to stay on top of that. You want to be able to make these changes in the early parts of drafts because sometimes it's playing errors and these are guys that are really close in the rankings. But you want to keep track of the, all the latest news so you can make that final tweak before you draft and you're fishing on the clock, if, even if something happened the night before. So all things that you have to consider in uh, formulating your draft plan early there for sure. Well, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, the expert uh, analysis can be found on sportingnews.com as well as uh, previous shows here. So please check it out. Or we'll guide you through this uh, process. So in our next show, we'll start with round four and start to look at the middle rounds there, what the strategies are with players or moving up and down the board that you need to consider and uh, some sleeper talk as well. So we'll look at uh, there the foundation, the middle rounds, so to speak, as we get all the way through what you should do in the later rounds with our draft preview show. So we'll go through uh, round four through 10 tomorrow, and then we'll look at rounds 11 through 17 to close the show, the series of shows here on Locked on Fantasy Football. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.